0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm link my from barking. 7 a.m. in the morning. She's calling, I'm yawning, she's jarring, no stalling. All right, my guys, welcome back, back to Quarantings, The story show where we talk about things. Still in quarantine, about three months in. I'm your man Taha, aka T-Rex. I'm Hassan, aka Big Huss, and welcome back to
1: episode 10. Before we begin, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Quarantings Podcast. As well, we are on Spotify. If you don't know, follow us on Spotify. Listen to us on your walks, your runs, your jogs, whatever you do, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to listen to us and uh, check out the
0: vibe because y'all know the vibe. Of course. They know the vibe by now. You guys have been asking for us on spot on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, we everywhere. Anywhere you can hear your podcast, you can get us now. Well, today we have a special episode, but before we get into our special episode, Big Huss, how have you been in quarantine so far? You-
1: you know same old same old we're uh, we've been in quarantine for quite a bit i uh, we we got some uh making some money moves on the podcast so be sure to to keep up with some announcements you have coming in we have uh we're, we're making money moves you know what i mean the the podcast is is going to blow up pretty soon so sleep on it don't be sleeping on it too much but uh, we're, we're we're coming out we're coming out hot anyways
0: yeah so what have you been up to what have you been uh, doing this week that's It's kind of the same thing as you've been saying. We've been working on the podcast, making, as you say, money moves, as the young kids would say. Um, so kind of trying to build. Uh, build it's become uh, bigger than we thought. So yeah. there's a lot of work that kind of goes into it. So that's kind of been my whole week is just kind of working on this, basically. Um, uh, Putting my biomed degree to good use. That's it, baby. That's it, for baby. summer after graduation. Speaking of a uh, biomed degree, as you would say, that's a good way to transition. Great way to transition. So... Today, we got a, a huge episode, amazing episode, one I'm very excited for. We have uh, the man you can catch wearing a white U Windsor dress shirt, jeans, and some red vans while playing some Jenga in the science lounge. Also doing some groundbreaking research, you know, light work on the shores of Costa Rica, or his mis- using his machete in the jungle, doing some groundbreaking science research. We have the man they call the dean of science, the legend of science at U Windsor, as big cousin, I like to say, Dr. Chris Hauser. Boom, 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 clap clap up, clap it up, clap it up, baby. clap
1: it up, baby. clap it up, baby. welcome, welcome, Dr. Hauser. Welcome, Dr. Hauser. Good.
2: Thank you for having me. So, uh, How,
1: in, in quarantine, you been? yeah, quarantine fashion, what, what have you been up to in quarantine?
2: Well, it's been uh, pretty busy a uh, couple, uh, couple of months now as we try to get ourselves ready for the fall semester and as well get research up and going. So, to me, time has just flown by in this quarantine.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. While we're all kind of like <laughs> being stuck, you guys have to make all the huge decisions.
2: Getting everything ready so that we make sure that our fall is as engaging as is possible and that we are true to who we are as a faculty of science. That community feel that the mm-hmm. one to team playing through in, in the online setting.
0: Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of what makes you, Windsor, it gives it its mark is that community feel, which we you kind of lose with all this going on. And that's
2: exactly it. So we're making sure that the ha- making sure that we're connecting with students on a daily basis, that we're we're having some activities that are extracurricular so that we can still make that connection in what are very unusual times. No, definitely.
0: must uh, must be fun. <laughs> if that's the proper <laughs> word you would use.
2: <laughs> this is not what I anticipated whatsoever in this job.
0: This is <laughs> <As> <laughs> seen science before. this is. <laughs> It's kind of what you envision. Speaking of that, how does one become the dean of science? Which is a very, very, very huge question. But I kind of want to get to know you a little bit better for our listeners. We know you. But kind of for our listeners, how does how do you do? You just wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to be the dean of science?
2: Well, I think there's two answers to that. One is that there are some people who wake up and say, I'm going to be the dean. Mm-hmm. Those are the that you don't necessarily want to have as the dean
0: that's that is that is a very important
2: um for myself it was not an anywhere near an aspirational goal um love being a professor love teaching love doing the research uh but i actually started in my route to uh to being dean in the middle of the jungle so i'd been asked to go down to costa rica many years ago mm-hmm. to set up a student center down there i got uh, quite a bit of money from the national science foundation of the u.s to bring students down there every year and but the center that was built by a former student um, was failing, and was failing. <clears> and so I w- came out of the jungle one day, I was hot, I was sweaty, I was covered in mud, I had a machete in my hand. Where is the vice provost for, the uni- for Texas A&M University right there? And she says, I want a tour of the jungle. Of the facility so i gave it to her and i gave her a, an explanation as to why i thought the center was failing and within a month later i'm working in the provost office at texas a m one thing led to another and what i realized is that um, as much as i enjoyed the research i also enjoyed building programs particularly where it benefits the student experience and uh it became an opportunity as well to then move into a dean's position where you've got a lot more opportunity, but also in a time where I could move back to Ontario, move back to Canada. Come back home.
0: Come back home. Exactly. Which is, it's kind of like, you would that wasn't even on your like list of goals, if you no. want, like career aspirations. It's, no. Like you were doing kind of what you love. Literally, we weren't joking in the middle of the jungle. And it's amazing how those, like, opportunities just show up sometimes and lead your career in that
2: I've direction. i as being completely fortuitous, fly by the seat of my pants, but I also never look at an open door twice. Mm-hmm. If it pops up, I'm going to go cool. for it. Always say yes. Yeah. And you don't know where it's going to end up, um, but obviously it's, it things have turned out well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're changing the game for you, Windsor Science, which is crazy. Um, but also, so we t- there's a lot of talk about machetes and jungles, which is, I think people are like, what is going on? What on earth do you study? I think people are like freaking out. What on earth do you study? So I think we should like preface that.
2: So, com- well, the the other thing I, I should step back is that I actually don't do jungle research. I do beach research. So most yeah. of the time, I'm flip-flop shorts, standing on a beach, drawing in the sand or, yeah. or in the water. Which, anyone
0: listening in science if you've ever thought that you could do groundbreaking research where you are on the beach traveling from beach Let to beach alone let
1: the alone world. science the fact that your your career is yeah like you get to wear flip-flops you know what i mean like that's crazy
2: <laughs> exactly and in body surfing becomes part of the lesson plan like there's not many opportunities you get that's, like that exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. completely Um, secondary. It was because I knew how to survey. I knew how to work in difficult conditions, and I got asked to go to the jungles of Costa Rica. Again, I don't turn an an open door, don't look at it twice. Took the opportunity to get Mm. into the jungle. had no idea what I was doing. Fell in love with it, and uh, we go out in the middle of nowhere, so you need the machete for safety reasons, but also when you carry a machete on your hip, you're kind of a badass.
0: yeah. (laughs)
2: yeah.
1: You got to flex a little bit. You got to walk it around. You got to show you know how to use it.
2: I even go to lunch with my machete on. (laughs) You can make your own lunch. Want me to to cut your sandwich for you real quick?
1: Hold
0: up. Hold up. That's That's awesome. So that was kind of so you always knew that you wanted to do environmental research. That was that's kind of what you were interested in.
2: No, actually, uh, quite the opposite. Uh, I went to an all arts high school. I went to basically a uh, glee. What? Uh, yeah. Wow. This I, I didn't know.
1: Yo, Dr. Hauser's art size. Dr. Hauser's art size.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's why I've always been promoting art size because uh, that's where I started. I was in my, in my grade 11, grade 12 year. I was in seven different bands. I had a woodwind quintet. I uh, wow. was a player jazz band and jazz choir as well as I played in a Slovenian polka band that did gigs in downtown Toronto every couple of weekends. What? <laughs> You're and, joking. no and, and so I was going through for music, but a family friend who was a prospector uh got me interested in a little bit more the outdoors type stuff. Mm. And uh, my my parents sent me to a summer camp for gre- for credit to do archaeology and I fell in love with that. So, wow. From music to archaeology to geology to more of a physical geography type focus, and uh, uh, I was planning to go forward more working for the government. Cause that's where most of my wow. family. Grew. And uh, I got picked up by a, a, a faculty member to do a data analysis. He overheard that I had been doing fish counts for the Ministry of Natural Resources in class. Wow! Hired me on the spot to do dust emissions off of gravel pits, and I never looked back. Wow! That's you were gonna do music, <laughs> yeah?
1: Like that's blowing my mind right now. That you were gonna do music, like that's crazy.
2: Yeah, I, I have my uh, Royal Conservatory concert level uh, done. That's wow. Crazy. I was also grade ten clarinet with Royal Conservatory. Wow, that's that that's is
1: literally insane. Yeah. I'm I'm literally shocked. Like I'm I'm literally
0: just I know because that's I, part I, of it. I didn't know. That's <laughs> nuts. So, so okay, Husk Hus gets excited with any art side. He can't. He <laughs> no, stops being able to breathe.
1: because art is so important. But then you, like, it's just so cool to see like someone's journey. You know what I mean? Like you never yeah, know. Yeah. No, you of know course. Know I mean? Like you never know, and there's never like a one one pathway to do something. There, but that's you know, also never part never of. Has, when we
0: said when you when you when you were saying kind of never say no, it's always yes to opportunity. Do
2: that's that what gets that you. Get
0: to, yeah. Yeah, and you never know what you're going to be interested in.
2: No, exactly. You never know which skill sets are going to come into play at what time. So I, mm-hmm. I think my music background and the ability to, to to read music, to think about things differently, has allowed us to look at landscapes, coastal landscapes, very differently. And so we don't do the typical, let's watch sand move back and forth. We actually look at how it varies along the shoreline, which is just like reading music.
0: Wow. That's nice. You kind of fit in everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah. A lot of crossover man. Shadow Art Simon. Shadow Art Sci. You guys got you
1: gotta know. You know what I mean? We got another so excited.
2: But in fact, but it also it opens you up and I think it comes from being a geography major as well. You you have sides of you that are arts, physical mm-hmm. science, as well as social science. So mm-hmm. this past year I have as many papers written with as co author with a psychologist mm-hmm. as wow. I do with physical scientists. Wow. And, play in a bunch of different areas and that makes it much more exciting than just doing the same thing every day
0: yeah, yeah. no definitely and we it's like you're saying those different skill sets kind of come into play that you built along your career just saying yes to opportunity that's right wow
2: Great. that's
1: nuts that is that's i'm wow i mean unbelievable that's ridiculous that's anyways we got to move on because we're just blown <laughs> away by that that's absolutely ridiculous um but okay so so, another big one is uh we talk about actually no, this is something I want to ask you, I want to ask you about and when when you were like coming up when you were young young dr hauser what was what was what was young dr Hauser like when he was uh when he when he was a uh, first year university were, were you the stud or were you like uh, the kid sitting in the side of the class, you know, taking notes
0: by himself? Uh,
2: I may not be uh, this may be completely opposite to who I appear to be. But mm-hmm. I am very introverted, very shy, and in fact, I was the one at the side taking notes. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, am able to mm-hmm. do, to be outward and extroverted during the day as I need to, mm-hmm. but when, when I get home, it's completely. Really?
0: Gone. Yeah, so I still kind of till this day.
2: Still to this day, yeah. Uh, when I get wow. in my car to go home, that. That 15, 20 minute drive is so important, and then cooking dinner—it's an opportunity to, to switch out of having been outward focused, extroverted all day, constantly talking.
1: Because yeah, you're really talking. You always talk, You're always talking to somebody. Always out, you know, in silence. Always out, just in the just talking to people. That's cra- especially Dean. You're like, you got to be crazy, like extroverted Dean. That's crazy.
2: But I I have the ability to to move between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I was exceptionally shy kid i was at the side of the classroom i did my own thing i hated working in groups i hated that really kind of- yeah
0: wow yeah it also kind of shows you like, what, like you you kind of kept it but you also grew from being put in different positions where you had to kind of become a little more, more extroverted cuz i know cuz i was also very very introverted i used to hide under tables when people would come to our Our helps that's how like I'd not want to see anyone and then kind of from different positions because I know from like personal experience you kind of grow that side of you Um, but you still have that introverted in you where like once everyone's out you shut down it's like no I need my my alone time
2: that's exactly it and so there you you can do there's a Briggs Myers test that you can do a personality (laughs) perfectly and uh, I'm intp slash INTJ which is introverted thoughtful and more introspective and uh, kind of perceptive. Wow. Thinking it through, and it, it fits very, very well, And but so I'm able to kind of sit back. I'm able to t- I have to take that time away, mm-hmm. but when I need to, I can be on the spot. But again, coming back to music, what mm-hmm. did I do as a kid? I played piano all the time in my basement, and then I'd have to be sitting up on a stage in front of yeah. 100, 150 people. Sure. And you learn to turn it on. You learn to t- flip into that. So that, going back to... To the art side piece, uh, the the ability to perform in music gave me the ability to perform just when I need to turn on and be begin talking.
0: Wow, no, yeah, that makes sense. It's it's amazing kind of seeing how you grow through your positions. But that is kind of how we say always say yes. Do you have do you ever kind of think back and have any regrets to anything on your path to your career, anything? Or you look back and you're like, I regretted kind of doing that or not saying yes to that, which you, I know you say you said yes to everything.
2: Yeah, I'd, um, there will be times that mm-hmm. you'll look back and you're like, oh, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. But then you start looking and you say, well, it wasn't a bad thing that I didn't go that way. There's good things that happened at, uh,
0: uh, elsewhere. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I, I always get the question, like, why did I leave one of the largest research institutions in all of North America? Texas A&M. Texas A&M. And yeah, you always have the thing because I, I wear maroon shoes. If You should probably have noticed that. I always, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we <always> said it in the intro. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> there's still something in it about being part of, having been part of that that group, but I love it here. And so, yes, there's times when you have that twinge of like, oh, why did, I, I left A&M, but I came to Windsor. Mm-hmm. And so, Things are still good. So I, I never look back at things with regret because everything has turned out to be good. I've been able to make it happen exactly what I need to. And I and I don't look back twice at at that moment. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I could actually give you a, an mm-hmm. example of what I would have done differently. Um, however, what I did know is that when I did a lot of these big moves and took on different responsibilities, I had a department head um, who, as a, when I was an assistant professor, would tell me, "Oh, don't do that. That'll kill your career." And what I actually learned is not to listen to him. Really? That I didn't. Everything that I did that was against what he told me has actually been the biggest benefited benefit you and the be- biggest benefit. So sometimes not listening to people has actually been the best.
0: And sometimes it's not that it drives you because you drive yourself, but sometimes just hearing that, it's like, okay.
2: You have to think about you know the context by which they would answer that. And so uh, one of the, the first things I ever did when I was it, really starting out is I I became the moderator for the geomorphology listserv, which is about 2,500 people around the world. And wow. um, it's it's not that big of a listserv. And I was told by the department, oh, don't do that. I'll take too much of your time away from research. It takes me like 10 seconds every morning to, to do that role. But wow. then, but as an assistant professor, my my name went to 2,500 people around the world Yeah. Daily. Yeah. So yeah. Name recognition, you do it. So, but I thought about it. It was the time that they were thinking it would invest in the pushing of buttons and reading of things. And you're like, no, no, no. You can do this far more efficiently. So, if you step back and analyze what they're telling you, mm-hmm. their advice is not well founded.
0: Exactly. And you know yourself better, and you know kind of what you can do and want to do better than anyone else. You know what, how you can prioritize your time. You know what your goals are. You know what your success is. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, ha- I have a hard-hitting question now. This is this is something that I want to know. Huss asked his question. I have my question. What sparked your love for Jenga?
2: <laughs> actually, I didn't have a prior love for Jenga. <laughs> Until you, Windsor? Until you, Windsor.
0: You know, don't really, hey,
1: Jenga at Texas A&M? No, no. They're not
2: big in, uh, on They're Jenga. They're whack.
1: <laughs> they A&M's whack. There. They'll play Jenga. What's going on?
2: <laughs> Uh, no, actually, what it was is that I just had Bilal. I don't know if you remember Bilal. Yeah, yeah. Ago, Bilal. I was yeah. doing my I hours one day, and he brought the Jenga game over to me, and he was bound and determined that he was going to beat me. This is my first year. And, yeah, he he knocked it down after a couple of moves, and uh, <laughs> that started that started the whole thing. Wow. I simply, did not know that. Yeah, no, it was Bilal. Wow. And, this. Yeah, I, I thought it was
0: just uh, an inherent kind of love you've had because I know I, I always played it as a kid, so it was like,
2: oh hell no, really?
0: And no. now you've become like the undefeated champion of you e- Windsor.
2: Well, I've had one person tie me.
0: Yes, I was there. That, but that's, that was
2: that's 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 it, and uh, uh, yeah, it just it's because I also have a steady hand, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been able to play all the, all the
0: machete work.
2: Back
1: to mu- music too, music too, music. music too. Exactly,
2: yeah, yeah. So, in fact, um, no, it it just became a thing. And after the Bilal loss, mm-hmm. then I had Leal from physics say to me that she was, uh, she's in physics. she was, uh. she, And she knew how things fell down. And I, yeah, I, she was going to yeah. do all
0: the calculations, yeah. yeah
2: and, and, in fact, she did prove that she knows how things fall down. And, <laughs> <laughs> and and so it kept going and became something that now we 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 use because it's an opportunity that students realize that professors, deans, were just people and yeah. we're to play games and we're having fun, mm-hmm. and so it it became literally it broke down a wall yeah amongst faculty and students. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'll continue doing that for forever, and that's why I got I, the Jenga set now.
0: That's, I think, part of a huge. <laughs> I that's part of a huge part of kind of you Windsor that you don't see at some, as they so-called larger institutions. Because I have friends in other universities where, like, we barely talk to our professors. Like, we're in a class of like 600. We barely speak to our professors. We don't know who they are. Like, playing Jenga with them isn't playing anything with them. Is
1: well, not even, even an option. I don't know. I don't even know if it's a U Windsor thing so much as it's like a Windsor science thing.
2: That's exactly. also true. And in fact, I've 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 had a, some criticism for the kind of that that level of community that we have the uh, the, the lack of what seems to be a, a barrier between the faculty and the students. I've had some criticism. I've been told I've been unbecoming of a dean. What? What? So I'm going to double down. I'm going to be even no. more unbecoming. Yeah, for sure. What? <laughs> really? Because because it doesn't fit the normal mode. No, it, it doesn't. It, I don't wear a suit, and I don't have a closed door, mm-hmm. and that is what who we are is why we've been successful, and yeah. there's no reason to to change that, mm-hmm. and it it's much more fun. Oh for
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. No, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's really. I mean, I guess yeah. A hater's gonna hate, but he's gotta you know shake them <laughs> off. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Uh,
2: but I, I think I'll, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do that song. So I w- otherwise I would have sang it during that meeting. But that was. <laughs>
1: you got the Taylor Swift reference. The Taylor Swift
2: reference. Yeah, I got it.
1: <laughs> so, uh, what what has been like your what has been your favorite? Okay, this is like a two parter question. What's been your favorite part about being dean? But then on the flip side, what has been like your least favorite part about de- being dean? Art
2: I it's the the the, the favorite part has actually been those moments in the hallway, in the student lab. It's the sense that there are no, um, uh, that you can have a, a, just a normal conversation, that there's a level of excitement, that there mm-hmm. that people are having fun and are engaged within their program, and that our undergraduate research is so high that we're, we're, we're a different science program than you will find anywhere else in the province. And that is exciting. But the hardest part is that just like the idea of walking down the hallway and having all the students being there and, and, and you could see the, that they're enjoying this. So it's right now, the hall yeah. right yeah. now, it's a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that, that crazy thing- like. Yeah, now, that's that's the thing that I'm missing. And that yeah. tells what makes it the, the what I enjoy the most. At times, it's the paper pushing. It's the the bureaucracy that drives me crazy politics the politics yeah exactly but it but we get through it it's just a natural part of any job that you would ever have
0: which is interesting that you got that criticism because that's what grows our faculty, like breaking down those barriers between the faculty and the students is what drives um, students to want to be more involved with faculty. That's why our undergraduate research is so high, other than obviously having more opportunities for undergraduates here. But that's what's kind of driving the success of not just the students, but the faculty as well. So it's interesting that you would ever hear that criticism and
2: as you you already heard haters
0: gonna
1: hate yeah haters gonna hate hate. that's crazy (laughs) that's crazy i mean i i guess i don't know i think a lot of people are just like afraid of of change or or people that are different because the people that are different are like they're they're progressing they're moving to a new world like the way things were done in the past are not the way that you know the the world changes and we have to adapt with that the way students learn the even Mm -hmm. like the job market we to change how we approach even our learning like again being interdisciplinary you gotta have you gotta have multiple disciplines and multiple things under your belt to be able to move forward in in like the ever-progressing world
2: yeah so in fact one of the the books that i read really early on just before i began got into administration was called blue ocean strategy and it's the idea that there are two types of people who market one who are playing in the red ocean and one who are playing in the blue the red ocean is is bloodied because all the sharks are fighting over the scraps The blue Mm -hmm. ocean when there's no sharks you're by yourself it's a free to to go and Mm -hmm. so when we started that student center down in the middle of the jungle the first the reason why it was failing is because they tried to call it an ecology center well do you know how many ecology centers there are in costa rica that look at frogs and snakes there's nothing different (laughs) we actually flipped it and one of the first groups we brought down there was creative writing in english so we're really With a jungle backdrop, we brought down uh, physics programs. We brought down ocean program, ocean engineering programs, using a jungle center. Yeah, differently. And we thought of the we thought of the jungle as the backdrop, not mm-hmm. as the focus. And as a result, that center went from failing to within a year um, making a profit. And it's mm-hmm. thinking differently than others. So, yeah, when 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 I got here. Um, you could take it in a very traditional approach in terms of how we're gonna progress, how we're gonna grow, mm-hmm. but you're now trying to be other schools.
1: Mm-hmm. Big folks, so
2: big why, folks. Why not, why be another school? Why not be Windsor? Yeah. Why, not, why not do something that there's no way they have the ability to do? Mm-hmm. And that is focusing on the size of our program, being proud of it and okay, saying, after. yeah, we're, we're not those other schools. And this is the reason why we have grown so substantially in Mm -hmm. just a couple of years.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's kind of – being unique is what – that's where you you see a lot of success. When you're unique and you're yourself, instead of trying to fit an agenda, trying to fit something fixed. Because that's what limits you. When you're trying to fit something, that limits you.
2: Where else do you have first-year undergrads making cancer history?
0: Yep. yeah, yep. book, yeah. Yep. it's crazy
2: play to that play to that as your strength and we have and uh, we're providing a better student experience because you do have that um, that community sense, that you don't yeah. yep. sense
1: and I know one thing that no other school has is is mini Lego characters of their Dean yeah oh, is this, how does that even how does that even come to be like how does that even like, well, Like, how did that even happen? Like, I'm gonna make a Lego character of myself, and then also there's a female version too, because
2: we're And and it was because I saw I saw um, a little character that a company had, and I thought that's exactly what we need. And so yeah, we started making Lego.
1: That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw a character like, yo, we need that. That's. Have
0: you, have you ever done we're, the uh, the true colors test before?
2: No, I have not done the true colors test.
0: We gotta we gotta have Doctor House do the true colors. Yeah, it's it's a different type of personality test, and it kind of categorizes you into four different colors.
2: Okay.
0: Um, so kind of like uh, Myers Briggs, but on a much less intense scale, um, and it kind of categorizes you into four different colors. I, I don't know, Huss is like he's your orange. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So there's, there's so there's orange, blue, green, and gold. Okay. Basically, like the 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 orange is like idea generator. Like it's like they see something, it's like yo, I'm gonna make that happen which I'm really interested in, cuz like if you just see a lego character you're like yo I'm going to make it happen like that's such a, it's like that's so characteristic of an orange but like, oranges aren't typically like introverted a lot of oranges are extroverted so like I'm kind of interested in like seeing like your mix cuz I, I Ta has got a little bit of orange in him but like you also have, what, what's what what your yeah. closest song-
0: I'm orange and green. So green's kind of where you uh kind of more logical ideas. It's a weird mix because it's not usually Yeah, a, the, like the uh, opposites. It's like more logical trying to get ideas that are uh, actually able to be developed. Um and kind of challenging authority, things like that where you where it's like I'm it, it's weird two mixes. Greens can be more introverted, but then I also have an orange side that's close to my green where it's like crazy ideas, more extroverted. Um so I can see the mix, but yeah. That's
1: I'm just, I'm just interested in just seeing what what your colors would be. That'd
0: be so. I'm,
2: interesting. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting co- to see like that mix because a lot of different colors kind of don't blend properly, and the people who are unique have like a weird combination yeah. of colors they don't see usually.
2: That's yeah, weird. and we going back to your like, how did the Lego become something? Um, when I in my, my former institution and here and. Um, One of the worst things that my my team has is one of those Saturday evening um, moments where I'll say, what do you think about this? Because it'll just hit me and I'll send them something. And you could just you could almost hear Dora shaking her head. (laughs) Why do we need a Lego character?
1: (laughs) That's so exactly. orange. That's so orange. Oh my god! Because you just think of something like you gotta release it into the world because you'll forget about it if you don't release it into the world. It's like it needs to happen.
2: <laughs> exactly. And uh, I, I've had a lot of times where I've come up with ideas and uh, I've like passed them out to a bunch of people, and then you'll always get those. Oh no, we can't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes back to your regret question. That's sometimes when I re- what I regret is mm-hmm. having listened to them. And not just gone with that 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 intuition and thinking, okay, no, I think we actually need to do this. So I'll give you an example. The uh, uh, we did that virtual graduation ceremony or celebration uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of people who told me, Oh, don't do that. Students so only what? want to walk across the stage and and I started to listen to them and I then I eventually turned around and, and I went, No, no, I gotta do this. And it was so important to actually have that moment because mm-hmm. I don't know students going to be able to walk across the stage, whether they'll ever have that chance yeah. anymore.
0: Which funny story, um, during the graduation, I was not checking my chat messages and then I check like at the end, right when it's ending, and you had personally messaged me to speak. And I felt so bad, <laughs> I was like, I did not <laughs> the chat to know that you asked me to speak. <laughs> I was also uh, in bed with my hair messy, so it would not have been a good look anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I had checked after. I'm like, oh my God, Dr. Hauser asked me to speak. I <laughs> didn't. I was not. Job, but yeah. No, like, especially for graduates, like, wow, that's interesting. That is not something I would expect. What was their, like, I'm curious. What was their reasoning? Like, did they have.
2: I they had a good reasoning as to why not, except that students would want to walk the stage and that this might be seen as a bait and switch to a, a real thing. But it's like, no, we need to celebrate this moment. They should have been walking right now. Let's Let's congratulate them. And so, uh, no, there, there's little things like that, though, that intuition, you, you know, first you listen to others and you're like, I oh, know I need to I need to do this. I need to to make this moment happen.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. That, that's a that's something that I have felt. I've also had some similar regrets to that where it's like sometimes you listen to people. And it's like I had an intuition to do it and you, you somehow got me to stop doing it. But I still am like, what if? And I hate that "what if" feeling, so that's why when you say always say yes to opportunity, always do what you want, it's so important because you don't want to have that "what if" feeling um, at the end.
2: That's it. That's it. And so I, I no, you just have to listen to your gut, but not trust it too much. You need to have, you need to always have somebody in your group who, uh, who is a bit of the buzzkill, the buzzard.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. gotta, I like that for on sometimes. I gotta bu- kill his little buzz. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. The ideas he does. are flying <laughs> somewhere. I mean, that's
1: I kind, I kind of just have like the. I, Ideas just come ahead, and I just release. It. Some of them are are terrible ideas, but then there there's logical responses for why they shouldn't happen. But also, I think like that's the biggest thing, yeah. Like follow, like do the things that you want to do, and like if it doesn't work out, like that's a lesson that like, you can learn from that. You know what I mean? Every failure, you can learn from every failure. So like, don't be afraid to fail. I guess is a big thing. But and you never know, it could work out. So yeah, don't be like discouraged from like doing things that you want to do. If I'm gonna yeah. quote a
0: rap song, turn your L's into lessons. That's it. That's huge. That's huge.
2: All right. So You want to know my color?
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay,
2: well, you,
1: did you, you do it? No, you did not do it. Wow. Well,
2: I Are mean, oh, <laughs> did that in the middle of <laughs> yeah. hey, time.
1: What, 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 what is
2: it? What do you guys think it is?
0: Oh, uh, Todd go first, you go first. I think, I think you're, you have, oh, it's gotta be orange green. Some, one of those is first and second. Here's the yeah, thing. Okay. Here's the
1: thing is it's, they're always, it's, they always say like, as you progress, through your life you, that your colors become more like balanced i i'm, I'm gonna go for uh the i'm gonna go you're you're balanced all across the board that's what I, my my guess is you're balanced
2: you're, you're both pretty close there so my top one is 34 percent green okay percent orange 21 okay. yellow and only three percent blue percent <laughs> yeah. blue that's me
0: that's me you we are like identical my blue <laughs> like i have zero emotional intelligence <laughs>
1: That's so funny. Sun's uh, yeah. orange
0: blue. So he, he, orange, he has,
1: yeah, I got too much, ma- too many feelings. I have too many
0: feelings. <laughs> I kid. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I came high. I know that personality test so well that we can just guess it. We're too invested in that personality test. No, I, I was a little off because I said it was,
1: bu- I thought your blue would be a little higher, but no, <laughs> we don't care. We don't, you know what I mean?
0: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No small talk here. We're business. We're all business. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Last kind of serious question before we we have some fun. Yeah. Um, What advice would you give students, two-parter, would you give students who are just starting university and then advice that you would give them after they've graduated?
2: Uh, The most important one is one we give right at, uh, at, when we visit high schools and we give at the PASS program is get engaged within your program. If all you ever do is go to class, you miss the entire purpose of university. Now, go to class, you have to do well, but nonetheless, that's not that's not all it's meant to be it's it's take opportunities for undergraduate research do an internship or a co-op do study abroad service learning take a leadership position um, create a podcast those kind of things mm-hmm. are what people are employers are looking for in the future and they are the more interesting things that you get to do as as an undergraduate if all you ever do is go to class you got you're you're sitting in with the hundreds of other people and you you kind of lose sight as to what you really want to do and you'll fall in love with what you actually are really good at um, when you when you get outside of that piece and i guess once you're outside is think differently about your career so you said you're a biomed major that doesn't mean you are only a biomed career mm-hmm, mm-hmm. biomed gave you the ability to think critically to communicate to to collaborate that's where your yep. skills are yep fact that you you might know some particular um, reaction yeah and, and so go with that and so yeah would I have ever anticipated being a Dean no way but that's yep. where everything ended up but I look at the skill sets that I gained in university in fact they started to make a lot of sense and um, if you if you if I thought about myself as a sand person oh my god would it be boring
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true skills. you <laughs> could literally it could no, be the, the most the, boring thing so. ever yeah. Exactly.
2: yeah and so what i've got is 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 a great career i got a it's a fun job yeah um and but it's all based upon those secondary skill sets not the original fact that i know how sand moves in water
0: yeah exactly it's Talk those skill that you develop Talk kind skills. of yeah. by doing other opportunities you could yeah. be someone just in the class and you kind of lose your uniqueness or your individuality or you can be unique and do your own thing and be involved that's probably uh, hus and i both worked not just in recruitment but like just kind of honestly we're just natural advocates of you windsor because of the amount of opportunity um you get here to be engaged and it's unlike any other and that's what kind of drove our whole. we would not be doing this if all we did was go to class like this like that would have been it would have been yeah, and like this, you don't develop yourself.
1: That's something we've been out literally the entire podcast we've been saying this, like, you develop throughout your life because of the experiences you have and because of the, the situations you're put in by those those experiences. So, like, if we were to, like, walk in university and leave, like, where we are now, where we're the same person we walked in as, then we wouldn't have grown. You know what I mean? And it's because of those experiences that I'm definitely not the same person that I walked in university
0: as. And I know Taha isn't the same person that he walked in the university as. Oh, no, not at all. And so it's not it's because it's- of classes. Like, yeah, I no, learned a lot about... Organic chemistry and I can tell you uh, some reactions but that like and I'm hopeful we'll use that at some point in my career But it's those other skills that are non tangible that you gain that are so much more important
2: I I I don't remember some of the stuff I learned in in lectures by any means But I have the confidence that I can go back and remember it. Yes Uh, Look up up those notes What I get, what I gained, was the ability to think critically and to begin thinking about research and, and some of the problems that we were facing in a different way. That had nothing to do with what I learned in a lecture hall. That's yep. what I learned in undergraduate research. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Wow.
1: Powerful. 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 And that's that's a pretty good segue into the last section. Again, quarantine fashion, a little game of Would You Rather. That's you know right. Was <laughs> the last time you played Would You Rather, Dr. House? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, (laughs) With students, it didn't go so well. So uh, let's see where this goes.
1: (laughs) This was a little bit... It's PG. We're PG. We've got a PG audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Okay, so it's... And there's no explanation. It's just take it the question as is. Would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the most intelligent?
2: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That's... It's a... It's It's a a hard-hitting question.
2: It's a... it would be the intelligent one.
0: Intelligent one? Why? Why is that?
2: I don't need to be the center of attention.
1: See, there's the, the introverted side. It's just like, yeah, there's the introverted side.
2: It'd be more the analytical. Yeah. I love yeah, but if I was also intelligent, I could still tell some good jokes. Nobody <laughs> would get <them>. I, mean, <laughs> Nobody would <understand. laughs>
1: I mean, some really
0: intelligent people don't tell very good jokes. Like,. <laughs> Yeah. I would also I think being uh, just I'm also that not just don't care about attention but also just intelligence would get me more. I feel like being funny is it, it's a nice it's an important trait to have but being intelligent just kind of I, just I,
2: but I also prefer that ability to stand back and just watch the social interaction and figure out what's going on rather than and and, and think about it laugh at the jokes be the be the center.
0: Yeah, exactly. Huss, you are
1: the opposite. I, I think I don't know if I'm the opposite, but it's actually a really hard question. Like, it's it's a I don't know. Are we are we saying it as you are the most intelligent and you are not funny at all?
0: Yes. Or yes. Are or the no, most funniest person no. and you? I literally like you're funny, but like you have no like you're like you yeah, don't yeah. know anything. Want, the way to answer these questions is to take the full burden of proof. Is so, that yeah. is
1: that how we're doing it? Yeah. Well, then I mean I would, I would like to, I I mean I'm an, obviously I don't want to be you know what I mean someone who doesn't know anything so obviously you choose intelligence but it'd be nice to, you know, be able to crack a joke every once in a while. People
0: laugh at your jokes. It just makes life a little bit more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. No, true. And it, it is important. We're not saying that's it's not important. But if you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, yeah, I'd do the intelligent one, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe it wasn't that hard of a question.
2: Or was that supposed to be a joke?
0: <laughs> well, it's nice that uh, you have both. So you don't have to worry about being <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. And uh Good way to wrap up this episode, episode 10 of Quarantings. Thank you for coming on, Dr. Hauser. It was uh, Thank you for having amazing.
1: me. And uh a little final final farewell. Is there anything that you want to say to anyone listening at home, a little final message maybe some advice for people about, you know, about how to be a productive Corinthian just like just some advice you want to give leave the people with a little message.
2: I think I think the uh, the it kind of it was a multi-part one there. One is don't believe the memes that Newton exp- discovered gravity during quarantine and the Shakespeare (laughs) plays there that might have happened but that's not everybody and that and this is a this is a very stressful time and so take it as it is watch your mental health watch your physical health stay safe wear a mask and uh uh, just take care of yourself until we can get back to normal
0: Mm -hmm. it's okay to always be on the ball and have be at your most productive because it's not a normal time right now
2: it is not a normal time whatsoever, and uh, there's a lot of people who um, who are out of work, their family are sick, their family are out of work, they're just dealing with the stress of the of just being at home at all times. Um, that's more important at the end of the day than trying to think you have to um, be extremely productive. If you are, yeah. great. But if you're not, whatever. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yep. Find a way where you can be productive because it is if you can, if you are in that mindset, you find a way where you can be productive, work on yourself. But also if you're not constantly productive, we're in a time where it's not normal.
2: so it's not normal. So take it what it is. This is a an unusual time. So it's a point in history. It's it is we're
1: gonna remember we're gonna be learning about this in textbooks.
2: Speaking yeah. of
1: staying healthy, make sure if you guys want to join hashtag 3 mdchallenge challenge, three mile a day challenge, join <laughs> the movement. Dr. You Hauser get, should join them. Dr. Movement. Hauser on the, the three imagine, mile a day. Challenge. Imagine.
2: <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a fractured ankle right now, so I'm not doing that.
0: Oh no, no, <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> we tried to push all of our friends to be yeah. more active, so we started a three mile a day challenge. Oh no, how'd you fracture your knee, your ankle?
2: I was running after a tennis ball that went flying over the gate, uh, over the fence oh, wow. at a tennis court, and uh, the grass was I guess slippery. I couldn't stop, and my foot went out from underneath me, and I heard it pop, and it. Uh, not good. It's been two weeks now.
0: Oh, no. Oh, hopefully wow. you, you feel well, better. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully a full recovery soon. I can
2: I can walk around on it, but I'm hobbling quite a bit, so I ain't getting my three miles in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you do a handstand three mile. Who knows?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Dr. Hauser, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Quaranting's Podcast. Check us out
0: on Spotify as well. You guys know the vibe. Thank you for tuning in. Link in our bio. As well, follow Science at U Windsor, Dean Science, if you haven't already. If you're from Science at U Windsor, hope you enjoyed. If you're at Science at U Windsor, be sure to follow us, please. Like, what are you saying right now? <laughs> like, follow us? What's going on here? And just know you're at the Destination Science program in the country where you are getting a lot for your money. And you have a great dean, so... Two wins. But yeah, thank you, Dr. Hauser. Thank you. And alright, in quarantine's fashion. This is Taha T Rex. And I'm Hassan aka big hus. That's episode ten. She's starling. jarring, no starlin. I'm link my thing from barking. Seven AM in the morning. She's calling, I'm yawning. She's jarring, no starlin. I'm I link my thing from barking. Seven AM in the morning.